afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. It is... It's still May, right? We haven't hit June. I still have time to finish the house. It hasn't... Okay, good. It's May the 19th. 2022. It's another Tech Off podcast. Glad you could join us today. After a hiatus last week, we have returned. We've got... Two weeks worth of news, which, believe it or not, actually looks more like one week's worth of news, because nothing happened last week. I don't know if I need to buy a lottery ticket, but almost every time that we have had a schedule conflict or something has come up, it is during a week in which literally nothing has happened, which is fantastic for us. Uh, but uh, we are back, and glad to have you back, and if it's your first time, welcome! We talk about video games, movies, television... Our sponsors, Sp- sponsor. Sorry, there's no plural anymore. So there's no plural. There's no S on the end of that anymore. Sponsor. We talk about them. We do talk about our Patreon though, which you should go and visit Patreon.com/slash/LagTV if you want to financially support the podcast and other stuff. All while trying to age gracefully. But before we start this week, most important question of the week, Mr. Black, how was your week? I've got no audio on your mic right now for some reason. <laughs> zero, zero audio on that microphone right now for some reason. Uh, that's odd. And let's just make sure that's not on my end for whatever reason that would be. I don't know why we'd have audio everywhere else, but not Jeff's Discord audio. That would be strange. Yeah, no, it should be good. Uh, can you hear me now? There we go. We got it. We're back. We're good to go. I was over here shitting myself. I was like, oh, God, tell me, tell me Windows Update didn't fuck me right before the podcast. But we're good. We're okay. Yeah, uh, I had an okay week. Um, haven't been feeling so hot last couple days, but uh, outside of that, not a whole lot's happened. I mean, uh, Jimmy Equipment got here yesterday, so we're setting that up. I saw that. There's the large, some large-ass equipment. Oh, yeah. I'm all out. <laughs> um... It's basically a good life in here now. So. I know, like, like the I saw the I saw the piece that was in the podcast room, and it's the whole room. It's one piece of equipment, and it's the entire the entire yeah. room, one Pretty piece. Much. It's impressive. Pretty much. It's impressive. Uh, yeah. Just got that, and what else I do? Um, uh, going to Spain uh, in a couple weeks. Spain. So, yeah, Barcelona. So I'm going there. I'll be gone for 10 days. So Fancy. yeah, there won't be a podcast that week either. That's okay. Um, what's the what's the what's the occasion or is it just a le- leisure? No, I'm going with uh with party poker. So Ah. Yeah, doing some events and different things out there. Uh so yeah, I'll be gone for a little while. I'm going to take computer with me or my laptop and stuff. So I'll, I'll probably have some some downtime so i might try and mm. like sneak in some streams just some mm. small stuff um what else is going on 
You had a you had a big event last uh, in the last uh, week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did the I did a Porsche i racing event. Yes, uh, that was that was actually pretty fun. I heard you had um, a good time. Yeah, it was. It was a good time. Uh, surprised you don't play that. I racing seems like yeah, it seems like yeah. right in your alley. Like it's so for me. I like there's i racing. There's like pro, what project cars, and they're they're like the two. They butt heads as far as like the pure racing sim uh, deal on PC, and I just I I I've, uh, honestly I've never even played either of them, and it's I think it's mostly just because I've always been either uh, Gran Turismo or Forza, which occupy like if there was like a a scale of arcade on one end and simulation on the other, like pure sim versus pure arcade, you know Forza and, and Gran Turismo are like. 80% of the way to sim. iRacing is just like... Oh, it's full-blown uh, It's 100% it's sim. It's hardcore. It's hardcore. Fuck. Super fucking hardcore. So I, yeah. I like... It, it, some of that is probably why I haven't I haven't put uh, put hands on it. It just always struck me as a game that if I was going to play iRacing, I need a wheel and I need oh, yeah. pedals. You need a setup. And, and I just don't have that. So I, I just left it to uh, to the driving gods uh over there but uh yeah that's a big it's a big it's a big thing they've got they've got major events all the time so this was uh, obviously just one sponsored by porsche porsche mm. yeah I did that. that was fun and uh yeah just been getting the house ready for the summer pool is pretty much ready to go um that's pretty much it man wonderful wonderful yeah. I, I'm, I'm just i'm enjoying your hat which is completely brandless i'm i'm kind of i don't know what to do about this i'm I, i'm not used to seeing Bro, any clothing item sans I went, logo <laughs> i went uh i went shopping last week to get like a bunch of clothes because i haven't done any shopping or anything like that like before covid so it's yeah been of course a while. Yeah, yeah a lot of my clothes don't even fit me anymore um <laughs> it's just like it's all over the it's all over the place so Went out and bought a bunch of stuff, and pretty much everything I bought got no branding on it. Like I'm, uh, I'm at that Impressive. stage now. I mean, I, I got like you know some Hugo Boss stuff, but like yeah. Hugo Boss, like the logos are so well. Small they don't and, put like, like big right ass in. friggin' yeah. logos and shit. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's sort of where I'm at right now. Wonderful. I'm like I'm like brandless now. That's the polar opposite well, of Ed Hardy. Yeah, <laughs> we've gone, we've gone all the way. To well, the and other what's end. crazy? What's crazy is like these clothes that you buy that don't have logos and shit on them. It's still expensive as fuck, man. Like, oh it's yeah, like uh, you know, I don't, I don't get it. I, I think, I think it's probably because the idea is if they don't have to put a brand on it for them to, like, then obviously the clothing is even better than if you had to like plaster NASCAR shit. Yeah, I all walked over into them. Duggars, man, and I, I, I left. <laughs> Bankrupt. Well, no wonder you fucking paid a fortune went to Duggars for fuck's sakes. You can't walk in. You walk into Duggars and it's like, oh, I'm looking for a pair of socks. And like a fucking wine sommelier comes over. It's like, oh, how about this fine pair of of mid-length sock? They're only $4,000. And you're like, oh, sh shit. Yeah, okay. Uh, do we got some ankle length that knocks like 500 bucks off of that or some shit? Like, how can we, how can we make this work? Duggars ain't cheap. Yeah, but you, uh, anyway. but you do, you do feel like you know it's it's the high end experience. You feel like a god when you walk into a Duggars because they immediately treat you 
like, uh, like, well, I guess the assumption is if you're walking in, you have money. So they, uh, they immediately start treating you like somebody with money. Like, you could go in and have no intention of buying anything. If you just want a confidence boost, put on, like, your best clothing. If you're living in Halifax, put on your best clothing as a dude. Yeah, you know, just make sure you're not wearing, like, I don't know, a Nicolas Cage fucking Holly Jolly Nicholas shirt. Walk into a Duggars if you just want a confidence boost. You just look at it like you just walk in and be like, hmm, you know, I've been in the market for uh, for uh, looking for a nice new blazer. What do you got? What do you got in here? Uh, I've been seeing some nice stuff. I, I'm just wondering if you guys can hook me up and you will be treated like a god for like the next half hour, whether you buy shit or not. If you just want to be made to feel good, it's a place to go. You might make some enemies if you leave there without buying something, but at least for the 30 minutes you're there, you're going to feel like a god. So there you go. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. I haven't been to Duggar since I bought my outfit to go to uh, my buddy's wedding in California. <clears throat> and that was basically the experience. I walked in, I walked out poor. It was, and it was one outfit. It was, it was one, it was a blazer, a shirt to go underneath of it, pants, shoes, belt. Broke. Yeah. <laughs> Just sounds, one. <laughs> sounds a lot like my experience there last week, so... That's good. That's good. So obviously you bought some stuff that you're going to be able to uh, to enjoy while in Barcelona. Uh, so I lots actually of... didn't even shop for that, but really, I'm, prob- I'm probably going to go back. Oh uh, god! <laughs> next week and get me. Uh, I don't know. I want to get. I want to get like one nice suit. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, there you go. There you go. Does Duggar does Duggars actually do like suit suits, or are they just like oh, yeah. business cash? Oh, they, I don't. They, I don't remember if no, they, they do. do they do tailored suits. They do the full thing? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't sure. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm, yeah. I look forward to the future, excuse me, stories of, uh, of how Spain went. You've not been to Spain uh, thus no. far. Never uh, been. Yeah. Flights uh, are, were, it was sort of last minute, so flights weren't cheap. But probably still all. cheaper than they would have been two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, here's the real question. After the discussions we've had the last couple of uh, podcasts ago, did you go first class? Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> On every flight. <laughs> Commitment. Commitment Dude, not, to the idea. Not fucking I'm never, around. I'm never not going back to coach. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Wonderful. Maybe you'll get some nice Spanish wine on the second flight on the way over. It'll maybe we'll serve so. some some Spanish wine. I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it in the middle of like COVID too. I shouldn't say in the middle, but like you know what I mean. COVID it's a, it's a, a little added measure of like whether it actually if it's placebo or not. Whether it matters, it just it's the mental game. I don't know, man. Point. I'd rather I have my own little booth. You oh know, yeah, with a door. Oh yeah, and and I don't have to sit beside three <laughs> other people. It's magic. It's yeah. a massive win, massive win. Who are you who are you flying with? It's all Air Canada. Is it Air Canada? Yeah. You know what? As much shit as as like Canadians give Air Canada, I don't. When mind you're traveling it. internationally, Air Canada is rated like remarkably high. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if it's just Air like Canada. yeah. I've uh, I've had brief... any bad experiences. I had like maybe one, um, and it wasn't the flight. It was like shit before a flight. Yeah. Outside of that, I mean, I, I've all my shit has happened with, like, United. This is nightmare. Oh, God. United and Delta are, like... Oh, oh Delta. I, the, how one, I the, the one-two punch of United and Delta. And, it, dude, we were risky. When we were young, flying to, flying to MLGs and shit, we were, like, one dude. flight was United and the other flight was Delta. It was, like, a fucking... We were dude, playing no Russian joke. roulette. When I, uh, <laughs> I booked, I booked on Expedia, and, um... When I was on the site, the little, uh, cause I hadn't like 
went online and booked through Expedia in years. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes I'll book through Expedia and just like not log in and just book. Yeah, yeah. But I decided to log in. Um, and funny enough, I'm I'm just bringing it oh, up. Oh, did right you see now. like the old dude? We, <laughs> dude, there was two coupons, right, and credits. I was like, oh shit, okay, maybe I can get something cheaper. One of the coupons is for it's under your your name. Okay. And the other one is under my name. And they were both from when we got fucked over. They they put a credit onto my account. Oh no way. For nine hundred and ninety four thirty nine <laughs> each. Oh holy shit. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah, so it's there's there's a credit on there. I don't even know if it's if it's you can still use if it because it was so active? long ago. It's yeah. probably expired, right? But that's wild. Yeah. Yeah, there's two airline. Fuck, I forgot there. that I forgot that we even got credit for that at that point. Yeah, I didn't I, even I, know we did get a credit, to be honest. Holy I had no shit! Idea. But anyway, well, there it's on go. there. It's a United credit, so I'll probably oh, okay. Pass. So it's never never going to get used. Yeah. <laughs> never going to be. I'd rather print the the receipt for that and burn it for fuel than actually fucking go on another United flight if I can avoid it. Uh, well, there you go. Awesome. Uh, my week, as you might imagine, was just uh, at the house doing more shit at the house. We are at the point now where. I've spent uh, four or five days, because uh, I'm only over there, I'm only over there for about four hours, three and a half, four hours uh, at a time. Uh, my legs literally won't let me do much more than that before they're just fucked, so I get about four hours in a, in a given day. So I've done four, about four or five days now of the most annoying part, if anyone's ever done like major remodeling in a home that's not relatively new, of like going around with like a hand light holding it against the wall and finding every fucking popped screw, nail, and everything else, and sanding and mudding, like, every one of them, ceiling, walls, everywhere, um, because we've done, like, all the patching and whatnot from the stuff that we've taken out of walls to this point. Now it's getting everything ready to paint. So we're not going to paint right away, but I'm trying to get everything done this week so that as soon as we're ready to paint, we don't have to start and stop. We pour the paint, and we just... Get that shit done. Get two two people on the job and just start going to work. So <clears throat> that's been my goal this week, and uh, and uh, been working on that. We got uh, and we got a bunch of other like small like piddly jobs uh, and and whatnot done. Uh, of course, uh, I believe I, I can't remember if the last podcast that we actually did or not had happened. But either way, the HVAC is fully completed now, like a hundred percent in. <clears throat> the only exception is it needs to be balanced by an hvac guy he needs to come in and do the the balancing for the airflow in and out the house but otherwise everything is in and done uh attic and all so that was a that was a big uh thing checked off and we're approaching uh, doing all the finish work in the apartment downstairs so um in the next couple days we'll be finishing the bathroom by putting the floor in and the vanity and then we're gonna go by the hot water tank uh, and whatnot for the laundry room so that we can floor the laundry room and put everything in it and start getting all the appliances that have been sitting in the upstairs living room for the last two and a half months into their places uh, and then finish the uh, the rest of the apartment downstairs and fill the hole in the wall where there used to be a door and then say, fuck the apartment, it's done, and start moving upstairs to uh, to, to start finishing work on the upstairs. So unlikely to be done by the end of the month, uh, but we're going to be relatively close. It's, uh, the things that are that are taking a lot of time are just 
Uh, every time we get close to being done something, we discover something else as, you, you know, happens when you're in a house. Uh, nothing like huge. I think the one of the biggest pains in the ass that we just discovered this week is that the staircase that goes down, so split entry, so the one that goes down into the basement, the runner or the stringers that are on either side of the stairs have not been attached to anything. They only anchored the stairs at the top of the landing and at the bottom. And so the stringers, when you walk down these stairs, it sounds like they're singing a Frank Sinatra song to you on every godforsaken fucking step. You take one step and it's like, huh, 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 huh. It sounds, it sounds somewhere between, I don't know why it went there instead of Frank Sinatra song, but it sounded like a porno uh. there for a second. But you're walking down the stairs and shit gets real. And no matter what step or where you step on, it's terrible. So uh, we've got to figure out a way of securing the stringers. Uh, and also that means we might have to like tear the treads and everything off of it. And that's just a fucking asshole job to have to tear the stairs apart. So we're going to see what we can do about that. But things like that are going to delay the project a bit. Uh, but it's coming together. The house is looking more and more like a house. And that's probably the biggest mental check mark is that it looks like a house now. It's starting to like, it's no longer just me crawling in an attic trying to insert fucking HVAC hose into a four inch tall gap at the side of the friggin' house. <clears throat> it's actually coming together. So anyway, that's uh, that's been my uh, entire week. And other than that, I've just been a degenerate watching the Amber Heard versus Do- uh, Johnny Depp case. That's like my entire life is just the house and that. I'm not going to uh, shy away. It's been my guilty pleasure uh, watching that absolute five alarm fire. Uh, and that's probably the most apt description I could possibly give it is it's a five alarm fire <laughs> from front to back. But let's talk about some video game stuff, Mr. Black. First up, and this is relatively new information that uh, I saw rumored or talked about yesterday and then confirmed more today. Uh, 100 Thieves, no longer just an eSport brand to sell t-shirts and shorts, but also an eSport brand to sell video games. It's going to make its own video game now, joining Dr. Disrespect in the creator market, moving into making their own games. I couldn't tell you what game it's going to be or what type of game it's going to be, but if I had to bet... It's probably going to be a shooter. It's probably going to be something that looks a little bit like a BR. Shot in the dark, but you never know. I mean, with 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 who's at the head of of Hundred Thieves, it's at the bare minimum an arena shooter. Like that, it's it's either an arena shooter or a BR or both. And so we'll just have to wait and see what comes out of it. But now it's going to be One Hundred Thieves versus Doctor Disrespect for who gets their game out first and which one's better. And you know, guaranteed, there will be a social media back and forth meme fest between both development teams for the entirety of that uh, of that production cycle. Uh, I asked you this before with, with Doctor Disrespect, but I'll ask you now with One Hundred Thieves on this project. How do you think this is going to turn out? You think this has got a shot at being something good because of uh, the people that are behind it, or do you think that's going to be a detriment and it's going to be uh, you know they're going to blow a tire and just not have a, a great turnout for this game? I mean, I kind of put it at the same level. About the same space? That I put Dr. Disrespect's one. I mean, I think 100 Thieves might might have a little bit of a better shot, just simply from the reach. Um, But I mean, just because you have reach doesn't mean your game's going to be successful. I mean, there's mm. been tons of games that have come out where there's been a million concurrent viewers watching it and having every big streamer known to man playing the game, and then it just dies, right? So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, good luck to them. Um, good luck to Dr. Disrespect as well. I mean, it's not my money. 
So, you know, if they want to gamble, <laughs> if they think they can come into the space and make successful video games, I mean, I think reality is going to punch both of them in the face pretty quickly. But um, they're also, you know, the uh, they're also great entrepreneurs and and the good business. They got good business uh, uh, mindset. So I don't know. Maybe they know something I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they must have something in mind because you don't just wake up and say, let's make a game. You yeah. got to kind of know what the hell you're doing. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, they have, they have guys involved who are ex gaming industry on both sides, docs game and hundred thieves. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, it, it's one of those situations where it's kind of like, <laughs> all right, well, a hundred thieves is more or less f- using the brand recognition and the money behind them, and then putting it in the hands of people who actually know how to make or have made video games in the past. Same with Doc. It's the difference is it's Doc's brand and money backing uh, backing these guys in instead. So, yeah, I, I'm I I would agree. I think Hundred Thieves is a better shot. If only if I had to if I was going to say anything, not of the brand, but the money. Hundred Thieves got a hell of a lot more money uh, than Doc, and that gives you a lot more room for oopsies. And as we all know, with uh, with video game development, there's a lot of oopsies that costs a lot of money uh, and uh, to to fix and correct for. So yeah, I, I'll be interested in what both of them end up being like. And and <clears throat> I mean, you want to see them succeed because it, it means that it means that you know the creator space. Maybe they do have some idea of what makes a good game that people want to play. Because up to this point, you know, we're more or less just getting what do traditional video game uh, publishers and developers think the market wants and, and you know, driving success out of that. But maybe the guys that have been known for playing these major games like Call of Duty and Halo and whatnot competitively for years and now they're running these organizations, maybe they do have a better idea of what the, the guys and gals that they play with and have played with and continue to play with and work with in the esports scene actually would want to see in a game. And in the world of video games right now within competitive scene, the live streams drive a lot of the continued success for these games. Do they continue to have people playing them? Is usually a, are people watching people play this game and want to get involved? Not everyone can be Fortnite, where it's like its own self-perpetuating fucking tank moving through the industry. Not everyone can be that. Uh, And we saw Halo Infinite experience just that. Uh, and Battlefield 2042, who dropped to a single, like, fucking player here the other day. Which, by the way, apropos, well, not apropos of nothing, but a bit of a segue into something I didn't write down here, but Battlefield 2042, uh, is actually gonna reduce all lobbies from 128 down to 64. Is now the max, which I made the joke, uh, to, uh, to Pastor Dave, who gave me that info on Twitter earlier today. I said, great, so instead of 127 bots, now it's only 63. Pretty much. Uh, speaking of Halo Infinite, though, uh, the esports scene for Halo Infinite got a little bit awkward this uh, earlier this month. I say that because it was in, it would have been on the last podcast, I, I think, but uh, either way. Uh, when one of its top players got a little spicy on Twitter, Mr. Black, E-United's Spartan took to Twitter to air out his frustrations with the state of Halo Infinite, stating that the latest update, which just happened here recently, was the worst one yet, and had made it nearly unplayable, making it difficult to do his job, and I would suppose by proxy the jobs of all of the pro players attempting to play Halo Infinite right now. 
Uh, hard to make a, hard to, for him and others to do their job properly. The fine was relatively minor, all things considered, and Spartan went on to tweet that he, stand, uh, that he stands behind everything he said, and he didn't give a shit that he got fined, uh, which I wouldn't either. I think it was like a, like a couple grand, I think. It, w- it wasn't anything to write home about. It was more like a shot across the bow than a true kill shot. Um, but it's more likely that the fine came down on him, though, uh, because of how he said what he said, and less about the fact that he was criticizing the game. A lot of people took this as... Um, Oh, you know, 343 doesn't want the pro players poo-pooing their game and they've got to like they've got to just say nothing but good things about the game and they can never criticize it. I don't necessarily think that's the case, but when one of your uh, one of the pro players goes on and just starts like savagely destroying it and the and the words, you know, he's not he's talking like you and I would dumpster a game. Right? But the difference is you know, he's a professional in the esport for this game. And so there's a different standard to be held there. Like imagine Imagine if LeBron James went out and just went on a fucking, like, curse-laden shitstorm on Twitter, dumping the NBA. It would probably be a bad look, and he'd probably get fined for it. So I think it's more about something along those lines than it is that, he's, that he is, uh, you know, criticizing it in general. But, in all honesty, you know, yeah, he said it wrong, but you read what he said, and, I mean, it's nothing different than everyone else has been saying. Uh, Halo is in a rough spot right now, and uh, I think it does speak to just how rough it is when a pro player is willing to come out and just fucking let loose uh, on uh, on social media uh, about that. Where do just where do you stand as somebody who briefly t- touched the fringes of of esports, uh, as it were, back in the day? Where do you believe that the line should be drawn for? professional players to be able to criticize the games in which they are uh they are taking part in because it, it like these are each individual games it's not like this is like the nfl or the nba like it, it like it could be a pro player can jump between games like at will you see people play halo and then jump to cod and vice versa or apex and 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 whatnot so how do you how do you feel about where the line is for players voicing their frustrations with the state of the game at the developer themselves of the game that they're playing professionally i mean that's a complicated question because i mean at the end of the day, <laughs> we hit hard-hitting questions on technical alpha mr black uh, what we're known for the hard-hitting questions yeah i mean I don't I don't know what his contract is like so it, it I think it just boils down to you know what 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 exactly is in his contract um if his contract says that you know he must conduct himself in a specific manner um or there's going to be repercussions as in a fine or suspension or termination whatever the case may be um cuz by the sounds of it it's not like Halo's doing anything about it it's it's the team that you know he represents which i think um, it was the league i think it was the league i don't think oh, it was the, the league team. Okay. yeah i think it was well, the league, maybe, league that yeah, levied then, the fine yeah then maybe there's something in um the contract when you sign to be in the league more that, than likely that you you cannot say those things mm. um if he said those things and there was nothing in the contract of of such then i don't think he should be fined at all um you know Maybe maybe he can be warned that, hey, you know, if you do this again, or maybe they have to revise the league contract so that, you know, if that really upsets them, 
Um, because ultimately, when you're part of a league, and I don't know how prominent this player is. I don't Spartan's know how up, Spartan's up there. He's one of the okay. better players, yeah. Okay, well, you know, if if you're one of the if you're the LeBron James since we're going with basketball and you're part of the NBA and you have such a large reach that when you say the game of basketball sucks dick uh in its current form and everybody's too pussy now and blah 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 um that might sway the audience that are watching the sport to no longer support this this specific sport, which in terms hurts the league, hurts NBA. Um, you know, I know it's kind of an extreme analogy, but it's kind of a real one that if you're a, if you're a big enough voice, I mean, you can influence the way people think um, about certain things. And even, even more so if they can relate to those things, because there's a lot of players that are playing this game unlike the NBA where they're just fans watching, but when you're playing this video game and chances are your audience are playing that same video game and are experiencing the same issues that you are expressing publicly, chances are they're going to, you know, they're, they're not going to be happy about this. They're going to take your side, which can start some pitchforks, some wider threads, uh, more decline for the game, which in hurt, which hurts the league. So, I mean, I get it. Um. Uh. So yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, it, it, it. It's this thing where it's like, yeah, it's freedom of speech, but what you say has has, has consequences. consequences. You know, that's just the way the world works. Um, and you know, this guy got fined a couple thousand bucks. Obviously. You know, I don't know how much a thousand, a couple thousand dollars is to him. Might be a lot, might be a little, but he said his piece, and I'm sure he probably won't say something like that again because he probably get a stern talking to. But um, I mean, as a StarCraft guy, I mean, I used to shit on StarCraft all the time, mm. uh, but I wasn't part of any specific league. Yeah. Um. So I was able to kind of speak my mind freely. Uh, it wasn't like Blizzard was. You know, it's not like Blizzard was signing up to send me out to an event or something, but uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, too, it's it's esports. It's a little bit different than say NBA, yeah, yeah, or MLB There's not or a NHL. Direct correlation yeah, or, or comparison. Yeah, yeah, we're not. You know, I understand there one's an esport, one's a sport. Like I get it, but it's not really the same. The culture's different. You know, the social media around it's different. So, do I think he did anything morally wrong? No. He spoke his mind, but if he's got contract obligations and he broke that contract, then he deserves to get fined. Period. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I like. I, I think. I think for me, it's. Uh, and and I think even if it was in the contract, it's usually like the way that it's worded in, in contractually. Is you'll see you'll see it worded as like you you know the, um you know uh, signee or whatever or, or contractee is not to speak disparagingly about the entity or whatever the fuck and disparagingly is the is the operative word there which normally means you know you can you can say your shit but you can't go out and like literally just start dumpstering <laughs> every everything like going a war path uh yeah. as as <laughs> such and 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 so yeah that's that's probably if there was something it was probably worded uh, similar to that and i think it's fair for the reasons that you stated there are knock-on effects when a major you know high profile player of anything 
uh, whether it's a real sport or an e-sport, goes out and starts saying these things. Uh, and it, it goes on down the line. You know, it can affect the league itself. It can affect the performance of the game itself uh, outside of the e-sport in terms of how many people continue to play the game because it can amplify their frustrations that, like you said as well, they're experiencing the same thing that he would have been complaining about. Like all the yep. these issues are, are, are evident in the game for other people playing it. And uh, that's a bad thing, especially if it's a free-to-play game where uh, where 343 doesn't necessarily have everyone's money locked up already. They didn't spend $60 on the game. Uh, you know, they're, 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 it's a game as a service. It needs to have a long life to take money from the people buying game, you know, buying the battle pass stuff or buying the store stuff. And so any, any kind of uh, remarks that can, that can sway the people from doing that is no bueno. So yeah, just an interesting thing. I can't remember the last time I saw an eSport uh, player getting a fine based on saying something about the state of a game and so i thought that was an interesting thing to bring up we'll see uh we'll see how that uh, that progresses as esports c- continues on uh but like you said as well it, it is unlikely and i agree it's unlikely to track perfectly with with traditional sports but it will probably emulate to some degree but social media plays such a massive role uh in uh in in esports that it's probably going to be a bit different uh, for only the second time in Bethesda's history, Mr. Black, at least that I'm aware of, they are delaying a major release of a game. Both Redfall and Starfield were announced this week to be pushed back into the first half of 2023. And that's as specific as they got with the, uh, the pushback is that it's the first half. No month or date or anything of that nature. Uh, Bethesda, for all of, for all of its memes, is usually, when they announce a game, it means that they are basically guaranteeing that shit's going to come out uh it's almost never like i said one time before i think it was oblivion but i can't remember i want to say it was oblivion that got delayed uh but either way this is a very rare event uh and i think it speaks to i have this in the notes i think it speaks to the cyberpunk 2077 effect where a major major release like this which uh for many people a game like this from bethesda starfield is like a generational release uh, you don't want to get caught up where everyone just starts likening your game, uh, to 2077. If you're going to release a game that's not ready for, uh, ready to go on launch now, uh, if it's that high profile. So I, uh, I do suspect that that's probably a bit of it. Uh, I'm, I'm happy about it because I think Bethesda needs this game to do really fucking well. It's a new IP. It's not, it's not Elder Scrolls. It's not Fallout. And so there's going to be even more scrutiny. They're going to get all the usual scrutiny of just how busted, you know, is this Bethesda game. But then on top of that, it's just how busted is this game. Also, it's a brand new thing. So it doesn't have the the name behind it to keep driving sales if it is indeed broken. People will buy a semi-broken Elder Scrolls game at launch. It's just going to fucking happen. They'll do it with, with Fallout. It's just going to happen. Will they do it with Starfield? Probably not. And so uh, they're, uh, they're going to cook it for a little bit uh, longer. What that does do, unfortunately, is it has kind of an unfortunate effect for Microsoft in that Xbox's first-party exclusives for 2022 are basically zero now. So we are like the uh, for all the goodwill and or and all the good stuff that they've been coming out for Xbox in the last uh, several months, they now have got almost an entire calendar year with more or less nothing of any major consequence out of their first-party studios for exclusive titles. Basically nothing. Yeah, it's great the Game Pass is there, and people are clearly enjoying that in droves, tens of millions of people, but you eventually have to have some first-party, big-hitting, 
big dick exclusive titles. You just kind of, you, you need to have that. And to go an entire calendar year without it hurts. I do suspect Microsoft had something to say about this game getting delayed to some degree. Uh, they had to protect their investment, which, as we know, was a very hefty investment uh, that they made. And just mentioned this week is going along relatively uh, or not, sorry, of their other uh, their other heavy, hefty investment is going smoothly, in case you're wondering, the Activision Blizzard one. But all the same, yeah, we're going to get pushed into the second half, or the first half, I should say, of 2023. Which to me sounds an awful lot, and I don't know about you, Mr. Black, but when I read that sentence, it looks an Round awful fall. lot to me. Second half, 2023. Coming out in fall, 2023. It's unlikely to be the first half. If it is, I'll be very impressed, I'll say that much. It's only, if, if only because Bethesda rarely ever delays at all, would I almost believe that it will actually land in the first half. But if this was anyone else, I would immediately read that as, yeah, that's coming out Christmas time <laughs> next, of next year. Uh, in Alan Wake news, this is for you, Mr. Black. Got the, uh, the Alan Wake news hot and ready for you here. Uh, AMC has bought rights to do an Alan Wake TV show. Uh, and on top of that, unfortunately, a little bit of the downside uh, for the news here is we won't be getting any major news this summer about the game itself uh, because Remedy wants to make the best possible first impression. So we were hoping to see a little bit of that at, uh, at Summer Game Fest, uh, but we're not going to be getting much in the way of that. Maybe we'll get a little bit more later in the year, uh, but Remedy wants to hold that on and not show some something off that's not ready to be shown off. Uh, but uh, I can't remember if we talked about an AMC deal for, for this yet already. Uh, but I put it in here because it was mentioned in the, in, in the uh, it's the Alan Wake, Alan Wake anniversary. Uh, they had a video that they put up and they were discussing this. Uh, but how do you feel about an Alan Wake TV show? I think that I think that tracks. I think yeah, that, that would fuck. Work. Yeah, and a, it's AMC. I mean, they did The Walking Dead. If they can make The Walking Dead work for like half of my life, surely they can pull off a season of Alan Wake. Right? It's got to be mm. a thing. It's got to be possible. Uh, maybe this is the replacement for The Walking Dead, you know, because God knows they're finally fucking ending that show. Holy shit. Yeah, but How I many... think there's spinoffs coming. Of course there's <laughs> yeah. Of course. There's they, if they could spin off one of the babies that were born on the show into its own and just in a whole new generation, they'll do it. We're going to have The Walking Dead oh, bro, for the rest I'm, of our life. I'm sure that the, some of the main characters will be in this <laughs> spinoff show. How old is Daryl? Can we bring him back? Can we make this Daryl? Is he dead? I don't care. Bring him back. He'll be a zombie. We'll make a spinoff where Daryl's a zombie. Seven more seasons. Let's go. Carrying AMC's entire bank account. I'd love to see what the like the revenue percentage is for The Walking Dead for AMC. If it's like 90. Oh, no. <laughs> 90%. It's like EA going all in on FIFA, like uh, the, the cards... The card sales for FIFA is is what I can't remember what we reported. This was years ago, but it's like seventy or eighty percent of EA's entire revenue comes out of selling uh, fucking FIFA uh, cards for ultimate uh, ultimate teams or whatever. It's putting all your eggs in one basket. It's a dangerous game. Uh, Dead Space uh, uh, to to continue the horror uh, remake stuff here. Uh, the remake has been given a launch date for January 27th of 2023, which once again, Mr. Black, sounds an awful lot like May 27th of 2023. Uh, whenever I whenever I hear that, but uh, nonetheless, 
early 2023 window is what it's looking at right now. So for those of you that are excited to hop back in and, and re-experience, or maybe experience for the first time, because Dead Space was like critically well-received and, and everyone that played it more or less loved it, but I don't think it sold like 20 million copies or anything like that, and so this would be a good opportunity for people to hop back in. Uh, and give it a go. You did play the Dead Space games, if I'm not mistaken, and you you uh, you you enjoyed them. them. Yeah. Yep. Fun. Uh, in my own special hell this week, Mr. Black. More horror uh, game news. Uh, Silent Hill 2 remake finally, more or less, confirmed. Unfortunately, it's still under Konami, which is bad. And then, furthermore, Team Bloober, who is the team that did the Medium and kind of fucked that game up, uh, is the one that's supposed to be at the head of this title. Uh, and so I got excited and then I got sad almost immediately. The roller coaster of being a Silent Hill fan never stops. The ride, you never get off that ride. It just tortures you over and over and over again. Uh, there are other projects of Silent Hill in the works as well, apparently. We're likely to learn more about that in the coming months. But, uh, yeah, super unfortunate. I don't know if I want to be happy because finally Silent Hill 2 is, is, is like doing its thing. And Silent Hill in general getting its dues, finally Konami, getting his head out of his ass, or the fact that they're giving it to, like, the worst possible fucking teams uh, to make these games. Uh, you know, it could make, make me sad. But either way, there you go. Silent Hill 2. Just, you know what? Just play the original. Not, not, and not, like, the weird remaster PS3 one where they change the voice actors and shit. Just actually play the original, for the love of God. Uh, Blizzard, during one of their most tumultuous PR periods ever, decided that a lengthy blog post outlining what they call... The diversity space tool would be a good idea, Mr. Black. And who would have known that the diversity space tool would have been such a bad idea? Not me. I couldn't have possibly known. You know, if you described it to me, which let me describe it to you uh, and see if you think it's a good idea for Activision Blizzard to be posting a blog post about this incredible tool. Uh, essentially, it's a stat chart. By the way, you can click on that link, Mr. Black, and you'll, you'll see the image so you can follow along with how this looks. Essentially, it's a stat chart with a demographic. This <laughs> 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 is some deep shit, isn't it? This is, this is you gotta you gotta admit, uh, you know, somebody that did this guaranteed white, hundred percent white, white, white. Uh, essentially, it's a stat chart. With demographic plot points aimed at charting a given character's culture slash diversity score by helping ensure an appropriately diverse representation is upheld in a game, I guess. Uh, the tool was originally developed by King, uh, that's the Candy Crush folks, after being inspired by the Gamergate head Anita Sarkeesian. Originally, people tried to keep the numbers out of it, which was uh, probably a good idea, honestly, to not have numbers associated with this shit, but here we are. Uh, Activision showed it off to its shareholders last year, uh, boasting about how amazing it was. So if you've not seen this, guys, just search that, that name up. It's the Diversity Space Tool. Uh, and, and it lit, if you, if you need a visual here, all right, so it's, it's an octagon. Uh, and it's, and it's kind of like when you're looking at, um, you know, in video games, sometimes you'll have the, an, 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 oct an octagonal chart or maybe a, uh, oh, you know what? Persona Five, where you where you have uh, your like your your, uh, your 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 kindness and your and your knowledge in that chart, and then it like 
it like dashes out in various directions based on how strong you are in each of those stats and it gives you like this polygonal graph to show you uh what your what that character is like okay so it's that but 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 culture and diversity uh for a character so the points on this on this chart are culture ethnicity age ability body type gender identity and sexual orientation and in this example in this picture they have the, the overwatch characters they've got lucio uh they got lucio they got torbjorn and they've got uh Zar- what was her name um zaria Zar- 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 um frick frick uh pink-haired russian chick big gun can't remember her name off the top of my head it's been a while since i played overwatch um yeah so anyway they've they've got them plotted out on here so torbjorn is you know nearly maxed out on the age stat uh, you know, he's got, he's got like a mechanical arm. So for the ability one, he's near, you know, he's about three quarters or more of the way out on the ability scale, his body type, you know, he's a chunky boy. So he's halfway up, but he's still jacked. He's like, he's like fat jacked, you know, as you would expect for like a dwarf. So he's, he's halfway up there. Uh, sexual orientation, basically zero, because I'm assuming that means he's just a straight dude. Uh, culture, he's white. So zero, uh, as well on the scale. Uh, and, uh, if you go to the, another example here for this would be, uh, Lucio. Oh, ethnicity for Torbjorn, also zero. So, so the takeaway here is that, is that ideally, so where does this, where does this land us all here? So Lucio, who is definitely dark, darker than Torbjorn, his ethnicity scale is only halfway. So I don't know then... I don't know what, like, what is, what is beyond black, Mr. Back, uh, Mr. Black? What, where do we go beyond, what is the higher know. score? I don't, I, I don't know, man. I'm not even <laughs> talking about this shit, bro, because, like, shit will just get taken out of context. Like, we just live in a fucking dumbass world right now. This is now, a, cra- this, a crazy this, concept. This stuff is just so fucking dumb. Just, <laughs> just go back to making video games. Stop <laughs> overthinking this shit, man. God, You've got entire man. teams of people that get together to make to make, you know, compelling characters from dith- different ethnicities and whatnot that are usually, they, they have some tie to these things so you can make authentic shit. The last thing that you need to do is put together score sheets on this shit so that somebody can subjectively decide on the ethnicity line how many points white is worth versus yellow. I just think that black. they're just overcomplicating and overthinking this. Like, you know, just... Put in, just put in some inclusion and make your characters and call it a day. This just make compelling good, good characters. Just make good characters, man. Just make good characters. Like what? For the this love was of God. never. This was never an issue a while ago. Like we're talking like not that long ago, and now all of a sudden, I don't know, man. It's just apparently too. Apparently so. Apparently, like they were the the when King had the when King developed it. Because, of course, all of this shit's subjective because they're applying numbers to it, right? So it's just whoever has it in their hand at any given time will give every, like, thing a certain number value. So, like, certain certain races had certain values and then it got into Blizzard's hands and it changed. Shit went, like, apparently, apparently as we're getting in chat right now, and I, uh, I, uh, I do believe DK, he would know, uh, uh, being the Blizzard fan that he is. Uh, Black used to be an 8, now it's a 3. <laughs> So people just, like, take this chart and, like, all right, so arbitrarily, uh, this is the numbers for, do you have, are you have one arm missing, two arms, 
Uh, do you have all four limbs missing? Are you uh, a, a man or woman? Do you have different colored hair? And just like random numbers for all this shit to give a polygonal graph reading, uh, which is some of the craziest shit I've ever, I've ever seen. Probably not the flex they were hoping it to be. Uh, and that's not what they needed right now, to say the least. In the midst of all of their fuckery, it's the last thing that they needed. Uh, in slightly lighter news, and you can click on the video link here if you want to just give it a look-see so that you can, you know what it looks like, Mr. Black. <clears throat> Some absolute mad lad is in the midst of programming Portal, uh, the, as in the, the Valve game Portal, for the N, for N64 hardware. Not, not an emulator, but actual N64 hardware. Uh, despite all odds, they are actually able, or they actually have functioning portals capable of displaying up to four rooms via the portals and a functioning portal gun at this point. All of it, as I said, is running on an actual uh, set of N64 hardware. And that just blows my fucking mind. If you want to check the video out, make sure to check out James Lambert on YouTube for his Portal DMake project. Uh, that's insane. I, like, I, I, I just... I have to respect somebody, first of all, for wanting to even attempt this. Like, who wakes up in the morning and is like, you know what, fuck it, portal on the N64. And then to actually go out and pull the shit off as well as he's pulled it off thus far is mind-fucking me. Because the last thing that you would expect an N64 to be able to do, even in a demo reel like he's showing off here, running on hardware, it's not like it's a full level, for example, that would probably cripple the frame rate. But the fact that he even made it work blows my mind because the things that blew our mind while you know, playing the n64 back in the day was playing mario 64 and seeing a mirror and everyone was like whoa you can see mario running around in the, in the lack of two camera guy he's in the mirror and this dude was like fuck all of that shit i'm gonna put recursive portals using n64 hardware get fucked and now here we are so i i wish him all the best please for the love of god at least finish one complete level i want to see one level and that will make me very happy. Uh, but yeah, crazy, crazy programming skills and, uh, and all the power to him. Good luck uh, on, uh, on all that crazy. How, what do you think? I haven't seen the video. Doesn't that look pretty fucking wild? Like, can you imagine N64 running Portal? Would yeah, it ever cool. have... It's nuts. We, play, yeah. we played StarCraft on the N64 at four and a half frames per second. I can't even imagine trying to get something like Portal work. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, we've got our first look into the first round of classic games coming to the PlayStation Plus uh, subscription service, Mr. Black. We talked about this a few podcasts ago when they were consolidating all their shit into one service. Uh, Well, we finally have a list of that. If I can get Twitter to load, there we go. Uh, So I'll just list this. There's not a hell of a lot of them, so I'll list them off, and uh, we'll see which ones you you would be yourself like okay we got this on the service this is great news so the classic games catalog the original playstation and psp games that are listed here from playstation studios specifically we got ape escape yay or nay uh ape escape yeah yay sure hot shots golf yay i fucks with a hot shots golf i'm not gonna lie hot shots golf is pretty fire iq intelligent cube I don't know what that is. Uh, neither do I. I, I, I. Maybe it's for the best. Jumping Flash. Don't know what that is. Same here. Siphon Filter. Nay. Nay on the Siphon Filter? All right. Nah. Fair ball. Super Stardust Portable. That's a PSP game. I don't know what that is. Third Party Partners. Mr. Driller. I uh, don't know what that is either. Tekken 2. Nay. 
Who's going back to play Tekken 2 right now? Uh, Worms World- I I just said that I'm gonna get fucking blasted by a fighting game community person for saying such blasphemy. Worms World Party and Worms uh, Armageddon. I guess. Sure. Uh, Classic Games Catalog Remasters in this, uh, in this list. Which I think- I don't know if these are remasters that were actually done as a remaster, or remasters as in, like, some of these games are getting resolution bumps and shit, they mentioned, similar to how some of the games for the Xbox are getting resolution frame rate uh, bumps, so I don't know, I don't know what's going on there, but that's what they're listed in the list as remasters. Hey, Ape Escape 1, how about Ape Escape 2? Ark the Lad, Twilight of the Spirits. All right. Sure, it's Ark the Lad. Dark Cloud 1 and 2, uh, if you're into the, uh, the JRPG scene. Fantavision! Somebody's out there excited about Fantavision. I don't, I don't think that's just looking out the, the window with a bottle of Fanta in front of your face. I don't think that's how that works. Hot Shots Tennis! Big man on the Hot Shots Golf. Don't know about Hot Shots Tennis. Not sure about that one. Jack 2 and Jack 3, as well as Jack X Combat Racing, and Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy. So lots of Jack, followed by Jack and Daxter. That's okay. Yeah, sure. Jack doesn't get much love these days, so why not? Give it a place for people to play. Rogue Galaxy. Uh, that's a JRPG, I think? Uh, Siren, and then Wild Arms 3, and then from third-party partners, Baja Edge of Control HD. Hmm. Uh, sounds like a racing, racing game, but, uh, Bioshock Remastered, there you go, alright, now we're talking. Bioshock Remastered, Borderlands The Handsome Jack Collection, I think is the full title for that, The Handsome Collection, that's a, uh, a pretty good, uh, pick up there, uh, if you've somehow not played Borderlands at this point. Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition. Alright. Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Don't play that. Lego Harry Potter Collection. That'll actually go over well for, uh, for some people. And the last list I have here is original PS3 games. And these are all via streaming. They're not available as emulation. And so, uh, PS3 games via streaming. Uh, the new play- oh, this is a sidebar here, a side note. The new PlayStation Plus will offer PS3 games to stream and play on PS4, PS5, and PC. Now, PC has five asterisks next to it, so I don't know what that means, uh, but, uh, I'm- I'm gonna assume... Clearly there are caveats for the PC. These are original, non-remastered versions of the PS3 games and are available to PlayStation Plus Premium members, where cloud streaming is available. And here is the selection of games off the rip. Crash Commando, Demon's Souls, Echo Chrome, Hot Shots Golf, Out of Bounds, and Hot Shots Golf World Invitational, Eco, Infamous 1 and 2, Infamous Festival of Blood, Loco Roco, uh, Coco Reco, Co- Coco Reco? I don't fucking know what the hell that is. Oh, I mean, I know what Loco Roco is. I can't pronounce the second half. Motorstorm. Apocalypse NRC, Puppeteer, Rain, not Heavy Rain, just regular Rain, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Quest for Booty, A Crack in Time, Into the Nexus, uh, Resistance 3, Super Stardust HD, Tokyo Jungle, and When Vikings uh, Attack are all PlayStation Studios games. 
So the you know what the the unfortunate bit about all this is is that the vast majority of the games that are actually interesting and probably worth playing are these games here, and they're unfortunately only via streaming, and not like local play. Um, that's unfortunate. Third party partner games: Asura's Wrath, underrated game. Uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2, Devil May Cry HD Collection, Enslaved Odyssey to the West, holy shit, I forgot that was even a game, uh, Fear, incredibly underrated, uh, first-person shooter, uh, Lost Planet 2, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, and Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. Uh, those are, once again, all on the streaming side. So... They also listed a bunch of stuff that's going to be available um, for the PS4 games as well. But, uh, yeah, uh, limited... Oh, and then, oh, and here, people will want to know this. So you'll remember that when we went over the, the, ad, uh, the additions to this subscription model that timed game trials were going to be a thing included for people to be able to... Uh, to get basically paying for demos at this point, but get demos. Uh, so the ones that are first listed for that uh, bit of the service are Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, Horizon Forbidden West, Cyberpunk 2077. That would have been a good one to have, I don't know, a year ago. Uh, Farming Simulator 22, Tina, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and WWE 2K22. Those are the timed uh, time trials available for that uh, service. And they're adding games, of course, every month. So, there you go. Uh, they're also adding some semblance of uh, the Ubisoft Plus Classics um, to be available in here. And that includes things like some of the older Far Cry games. Uh, and I'm seeing here uh, South Park, The Fractured Butthole, Stick of Truth, The Division, Trackmania, Trials, things of that nature uh, available in the Classics section. Uh, Ubisoft has their own full subscription service coming where that includes their newer games as well as the classic stuff uh but yeah there you go uh i i will say that having read all of that first bit and it's not like game pass had a particularly incredible opening uh to their service either um not the most compelling list i've ever seen but then again i don't like you know i'm not seeing i'm not seeing like why am I not seeing in third-party lists things like the Final Fantasy games or, uh, you know, fucking Ridge Racer or something? Like, literally, like, uh, there, there's, there's a lot of actual classic PlayStation games, and maybe it's, like, music licensing issues or some other fuckery, uh, but there's a lot of shit not here that they're not pulling from. And obviously, you're not going to blow your load all on the opening list of games that you're putting on the service. You're not going to have all of your bangers right off the bat. Uh, but I do feel like this list was a little eh to start. But it's better than nothing. I guess it's a thing. Was there a single game in that list that you were interested in uh, In uh, if you would ever go back to play? play? I'm not going to fucking play any of this stuff. <laughs> give a shit about any of this. Uh, <laughs> we can also buckle up, Mr. Black, speaking of Final Fantasy. Uh, we can also buckle up because according to the Buckle Lord himself, Tetsuya Nomura... Uh, he let everyone know that more Final Fantasy VII news is coming next month. Now, he didn't say Final Fantasy VII Remake news, so that only could mean a number of things. Uh, this is, uh, some anniversary of Final Fantasy VII. I can't remember which one. I mean, uh, I can't, I, no, 15? Is it, no, it's more than 15. Fucking 25? Is this the 25th? 
was 97 that came out, right? So this would be 25? Fuck, we're old. I mean, it's like the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, anyway, there's like a Tifa statue that's being put out where she's in like the fucking face down, ass up position. One quarter scale. It's got Cloud's Buster Sword, uh, pun intended, literally, right between her fucking ass cheeks. And she's like, it's, the fuck, it's wild as shit. They, they wild out on that one. Mm. Not only that, but apparently there's like a full nude body swap. So you can order like the regular statue. And then when your mom comes over, uh, you can put the nude model away and put the clothes one back out. Because it's somehow better that you can only see her like fucking labia through her, her underwear uh, on the Buster Sword. Uh, so you can swap it out when necessary, uh, which is very important for a lot of people. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know what the news is going to be. I suspect it will be remake news of some kind because it's been a bit of a hot minute since we've heard anything uh, about the uh, the remake. I think that one quarter scale is something like an eight hundred dollar statue. So good luck out there, degenerates. May Tifa be with you. Uh, Xbox is reportedly working on a Roku or Fire Stick like device for use at home. Speaking of uh, speaking of the Game Pass. Uh, to stream games from its cloud service, uh, as well as TV apps for smart TVs to do the same thing. So, uh, which makes sense. If you're going to be streaming everything anyway, you don't need a console to do that. You just need access to the internet and something to, to do that through. And so, I guess they'll be selling like a USB stick size kind of a, a device, or like a Fire Stick or a Roku Stick. Plug it into your TV or just go through a smart TV app. And you can, with the controller, now do all of their cloud gaming services right through that. Uh, that seems to be something that's in the pipeline. Makes sense to me. Not something I'm super interested in because I prefer my games local. But for a lot of people, I mean, that what does that mean? I mean, you're going to a hotel. You're going to try and play games at 15 kilobits per second, which is about the internet speed. Somebody will try. It'll happen. Um, in other Xbox news, Mr. Black, for the first time in eight years, Xbox outsold PlayStation in Japan last week. As the Series S continues to do big numbers. So the Series S outsold the PS5 in Japan. Uh, and that's, uh, as I just said, first time in eight years Xbox has outdone PlayStation in any given time period uh, in Japan. Uh, I don't know if that's more of a comment on available consoles of both types. Or uh, if there's a, a reasonable sentiment for uh, smaller, cheaper consoles right now. And that maybe Game Pass is is being looked at as having some pretty good value in Japan right now. I don't know. But either way, that's, you know, Xbox is going to frame that, put it on their fucking wall, shadow box that tweet. We outsold them, boys, in their own, in their own neighborhood. Uh, EA and FIFA have officially gone their separate ways, Mr. Black. Speaking of the FIFA Ultimate Teams, uh, that name will change now. Uh, the FIFA games will be rebranded as EA Sports FC starting next year. That is the title that they are going with uh, instead of uh, whatever else they could have possibly chose. They went with EA Sports FC. So uh, FIFA came out and were like, you know, FIFA's more than just four letters on a box. It's a brand and you'll see us come back again. <laughs> and EA was like, fuck you. EA Sports FC. We'll still have ultimate teams. They'll just be called EA Sports FC ultimate teams, which is a longer and more complicated name, but all the same. There you go. So if you're big on the on the football stuff, you'll be buying a slightly different looking box. Congratulations. Uh, breaking news, Mr. Black. Star Citizen news. Oh. I need a jingle. 
for Star Citizen news. I feel like this podcast needs a fucking jingle for Star Citizen whenever it comes up. I don't know what the jingle would be, but we, it needs a jingle. Uh, <laughs> so, so other than having probably crossed some insane friggin' gla- in, in fact, you know what, Mr. Black, look it up. Where are we oh, at? My it's goodness. time for an update. Have we hit 450 million yet? Are we approaching 500 mil? Half a bill? <laughs> this is still my most favorite thing to do on this podcast is to look up how much money star citizen has made uh, dude i don't even know where to look on the site okay one sec one sec pledge pledge store so, uh, right there yeah, I, I got you I got you. (laughs) You ready for this number? I'm ready. Four hundred and sixty million twenty three thousand three hundred and twenty three dollars. Nice is the current pledged amount. Let's see. Oh, they had a nice, they had a nice little uptick this month. I don't know what went on, but they, uh, you know, they were just scrubbing it around uh, the six million dollar a month mark. But uh, they had a little nice little uptick though in April, uh, hitting just shy of nine million. So nice. you know, good work, hard work out there. Now, would you like to know what that four hundred sixty million dollars is so wonderfully being put to uh, to work on? Not particularly. All right. Well, you're sure. going to find out anyway. So it's, uh, it's, what if I told you that despite the fact that this game is not out, they are dedicating even a singular person to bedsheet deformation physics. Why? Great question. I don't have an answer for that. All I know is that of the list of updates, you know, this is not clearly the only thing being worked on, but somehow somebody was convinced that they should be that they should be putting anyone on bedsheet deformation physics before just getting the game out just put all hands on deck squadron 42 bedsheets be damned get it out the add the bedsheet deformation after the game is out let it that is a that is an update you'd expect to see in like year two of the game being out, like, oh, okay, we got the game out, we patched a bunch of bugs. And you know what, guys, you deserve it. Bed sheets coming in hot, so that when when NPCs go to bed and they crawl into bed, if you just so happen to be creepily stalking them and watching them crawl into bed, you too can see the bed sheets accurately deform. Nice. Now, this is a straight, this is a quote I'm about to read, and they apparently said this shit straight face. This comes out of PC Gamer. We knew early on, this is, and I quote, We knew early on that to hit the fidelity we expected for Squadron 42, we would need to do some R&D on bedsheet deformation, the AI content team explained. Apparently straight face is again this quote off of PC Gamer. This work is currently underway, and if successful will allow the AI to deform their sheets when entering, exiting, or sleeping inside of them. This is a challenging assignment and expands the complexity of the feature. 
For example, what happens to the sheets if the AI needs to exit the bed in an emergency? What would happen, Mr. Black? I, I, I don't care what would happen, to be honest. This game... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> they did... <laughs> Bro, they just I, said I, we needed. Nah, he said nah, we needed. No, nah, you don't need to do it. What you need to do is you need to put out a game. But I am, I am now certain. There, there's actually, before I was like ninety percent. <laughs> now I am one hundred and three percent certain that these guys are scamazing the fuck and finessing the fuck out of their diehard fans. Like to the point where they are they are procrastinating and delaying purposely to keep making money. This is it's wild. And what this is going to take them six months to develop. You know, it's a uh, man. I I would I'd feel like I'm getting bitch slapped if I was a supporter of this. This so is here's, here's, this is crazy. Here's some How here's some comments. News? Like, why is this even news? Like, why why are they even releasing well, I, this? I think it's embarrassing. It is. It is a bit embarrassing. So apparently, what happened is so they put out the the list of the stuff that that's coming in this patch or that they're working on or whatever, right? And they have the stuff in alphabetical order by the team working on it. And so obviously, the AI team is at the very top of the list. And so what that ends up doing is looking horrible because now you've got the very first thing that people are reading on the list of reasons as to why this game isn't out yet is bedsheet deformation. Here's a, here's a couple of Reddit comments out of their, uh, the, uh, the slash r slash getting scamazed. I thought Rockstar shrinking horse balls was ridiculous already, but that's a new level of uselessness. Do sheets with different thread counts deform in a consistent way, or does the physics model need to be able to deal with Egyptian cotton separately? <laughs> and the guy replied to that saying, <laughs> well, congratulations, you just set the, ba the game back another two weeks. Thank you so much, sir. And you then the guy below everybody. that said, fix that for you, two years, not two weeks. Wow. So there you go. Uh, bed sheet deformation, very important. Uh, that literally anyone should be working on is is hilarious to me. I mean, anything. If they're from the AI team, you could you could list almost anything that an AI person could possibly be working on right now to help finish this project, or even something that was not necessary. But you could come up with almost any other thing that than bedsheet deformation. And you know what might have helped if they didn't call it bedsheet deformation? They just said cloth physics. Yeah, that sounds. So, because now it's everywhere in the game, right? Now it's like space sails and like fucking capes and clothing and like shit like that. Now like, oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. You know what? We don't really need it, but you know what? It probably looked pretty dope. But when you reduce that down to, we really thought about this and we need to work on bed sheet deformation. You've lost everyone. <laughs> At that point. That's the show, man. <laughs> Crazy. 460 mil, though. I'm excited. I think this is the year. I think 2022 is the year, Mr. Black, where we cross... Half a billion. Half a bill. Nice. Maybe just in time for Christmas, too. I think that'd be yeah. great. Imagine just the Christmas time build-up. Half a bill. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to try and get a jingle between now and the end of the year for that incredible moment. Uh, YouTube took another step towards its market parody with Twitch this week. Mr. Black has announced that there is now going to be a memberships gifting feature on the way. Uh, and that it is... Uh, now it's been in beta, actually, for a few days... 
Uh, so limited channels currently have access to this. Uh, the creator gets the usual split. Users can gift in increments like 5, 10, 20, etc. And mobile gifting, so those of you watching uh, on a phone or pad or whatever else that's using a mobile app, uh, is not part of the beta, but it's planned for the full release of the feature. So this is one of those like shortlisted things for many people when comparing Twitch and YouTube where they're like, man... From a from a monetizations perspective and and from a cultural perspective, gifting subs is fucking massive on Twitch and YouTube doesn't have it. Well, they're working on that. Now you're gonna have it pretty soon. There you go. It was inevitable. And that's yep. it. We finally reached. It. We caught up two weeks, Mister Black, which means <laughs> it's time to let go of two weeks of pent up love for uh, NordVPN. Well, it's NordVPN, guys. You know the drill. NordVPN.com/slash/ott. Head on over there. Or click the uh, link in the description if you're listening to this on YouTube. Uh, use the promo code OTT and get a massive discount plus a bonus month when you get a two-year subscription. Uh, make sure you go check out their Nord Pass as well. It's a password manager, protector, um, something that I'm using now. It's great. Uh, stay safe. Stay anonymous when you're on the internet. Watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button. Very, very high-speed servers you can connect to no matter where you're trying to connect to. And if the service isn't working for you for any reason, get your money back within 30 days, no questions asked. And, uh, yeah, treat yourself. I mean, you can mm. use it on your phone, your TV, your Mac, your laptop. I mean, you're desktop. not going anywhere now. Gas is too expensive. Your ass yeah. is staying at home. It's involuntary. Right it's involuntary. You know, home home vacations, staycations yeah. for everyone. So make sure you guys go check that out. They also have uh, threat protection as well. If you are using the desktop app, you can click that feature on, and that'll make it so that uh, websites cannot track um, what you're doing, what you're searching for, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, yeah, just so that your information doesn't get stolen. And, uh, you know, just an extra layer of protection. And it comes with the service. So make sure you head on over there, guys. NordVPN. They're big supporters of the of the podcast. You know, they've been keeping the show going. So when you guys are in the market for a VPN, think NordVPN and think promo code OTT. That's it. And now it's time for Movies and TV. Avatar, the way of water. Get their teaser trailer dropped, Mr. Black. Uh, of course, becoming like the most watched fucking internet video for at least a couple of hours uh, here in the last week. What did you think of the Avatar? We're finally seeing it. We're, seeing, we're getting our, we're our first peeks mm. into the James Cameron follow-up. Yeah. How do you feel? I mean, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, I've been ready for this movie. Um, I rewatched Avatar last week. Um, mm. it's it holds up, man. the The CGI, everything about that movie, like it could it could have came out this year, and you'd been like, "Damn, that's impressive!" Like that's how good the shit the shit was back then. Uh, I know that people meme on Avatar all the time. You know, it's almost like a cool thing to meme Avatar and blah blah blah. It's it's this movie, it's that movie, it's stolen this and that and blah, blah. I don't give a shit about any of it. The 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 visuals, the experience is what I'm all about. And, uh, you know, we're getting four more of these movies. 
think one every two years. <laughs> I can't uh, believe that. Four more. The next two movies, I think, are already done. So, like, uh, um, it was a teaser. It was just, like, small. It was, like, a minute and something of just visuals. We don't really know the full story or anything like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's coming out later this year. I saw uh, when I went to go see the Doctor Strange in IMAX, they played the preview for it. Okay. So it looked beautiful. Um, I mean, it's IMAX. I mean, if you're going to go watch Avatar, probably should watch, watch it in IMAX and in 3D because it's literally one of the only movies that 3D is actually utilized the way that it should be. Um, but yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring it. Uh, yeah. I thought, I thought, I mean, it is a teaser. As you said, we don't know anything about the story or whatnot. Um, I mean, the title kind of gives you an idea of where they're going with it. Apparently, uh, the majority of the film was filmed underwater. Underwater, and, yeah. And it's what took the movie so long to make is they created a new technology for motion capture underwater. Mm. Um, so, you know, apparently it's it's supposed to make, like, even the way they did Aquaman look like dog shit. Um, well, it's, it's just not James Cameron if he's not inventing yeah. something new for his movie. Yeah, and James Cameron loves the water. Um, you know, he's he's like he's got like one of the world records for like one of the deepest dives. Um, so you know, he knows he knows what he's doing, man. This guy is a mad genius when it comes to creating films. He's got two of the biggest movies of all time uh under his belt. And uh yeah, this movie's gonna make shitloads of money. Yeah. I like I I'd have to I mean, when I watched when I watched the trailer, the teaser, one takeaway that I had from it is that one, it obviously does look better than the original Avatar, clearly. But as you might also expect, it's not the generational leap that we got when we got the first Avatar. When Avatar first came out, from a spectacle perspective, it was literally fifteen, twenty years ahead of everything else that came out after it. I mean, the movies are still playing catch up. To hit Avatar status, and when I saw this teaser, which isn't always indicative of the end of the you know of what's you know what you're going to see in uh, you know at the theater, it's not it's not a it's not a movie that I looked at and went oh my god this is going to be the thing that movies chase after for 20 years. It's it's an incremental upgrade that looks clearly better, especially the animation, like the face yeah. the facial shit and whatnot. Well, but I watched like, a video on YouTube of a guy. That, Doing like um, a comparison or something? Did a comparison and he did a deep dive. And one of the things that is really el- uh, evident in this one is how much they can fit in a frame and how many layers there are to each frame. Right. Um, and the level of detail in each frame. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually kind of mind-blowing. Like at first glance, you don't really notice it all that much. But even just the way from the shots that we've seen, just the way that he's been filming it and stuff, you can tell that they're able to render a lot more um, Mm. in in the movie. But I do agree. I mean, it's hard to take. I mean, you go. I mean, where where do you go? You know what I mean? Like uh, you can't take massive like like uh, like the leap the leap you said. But I think it's still gonna blow people's minds. Oh, I'm sure it will. What the fuck I, they're going to do with this? I think if I had to take a guess, I would say the, the thing that will be the biggest leap will be the the use of and the competent use of 3D. 
Um, I think that will be better. I think the overall visual to the layperson uh, who doesn't watch, for example, a breakdown of the fact that they can now put 256 layers on screen instead of 128. Because uh, when you take in like the whole image and it's in motion, people are like the average person's not like, I saw a fly fart fucking 400 feet in the background. Holy shit, that didn't happen in the original Avatar. They're, they're going to be seeing, like, the character, character animation, and, like, the first five layers behind them is, like, the vast majority of what somebody's taking in. But still, even for people that only see that, they will see 100%. They will see a difference over the original film, and especially the animation um, over the first one. Facial stuff, which is always, like, I think always the hardest thing because it's a fight between hitting believable like real life believable and avoiding the uncanny valley which is like a yeah. fucking nightmare that people have been fighting for a long 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 time and so that 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 for me is where i'll probably see a lot i saw a lot of it i should say in the trailer and i'm sure will be in the film and then i think for the 3d aspects of it which were again way ahead of their time in the original when you went to an imax you saw it in 3d and they're walking through the forest for the first time with like the fucking like you know tokyo ass freaking glowing plants it was like a neon sign on every corner type shit and the layering in that forest with the 3d that looks crazy now if you add a bunch more layers and you got better glasses better you know better screens and everything that we've got now better projectors for that kind of thing uh and better use of it in in post i think that's probably going to be where everyone gets their mind fucked uh in 3d especially if it's in the water you already know where the water thing's going you're gonna be shit coming at you all over the place all the time uh, and, uh, it's probably going to be a, a real trip beyond that, you know, and similar to what you said with the original, you know, I watched avatar, not for the story. I watched it for the visual, uh, because ultimately I just, if I wanted to see the story, I'd watch Fern Gully cause it's literally Fern Gully. So like, I don't need to uh, see it for that. I also check out in the first one around the time where they've got like captain Scarface sergeant, you know, stereotype army dude standing in, in front of movie. a a metal fucking sheet in the background that's literally an imprint of the American flag. I was like, you know what? I'm going to let that pass because it looks pretty. If we can avoid some of that in this one, I'll be happy. But other than, otherwise, you know... Wait, which one are we talking about? Not talking not, about- not, Mr. I Never Died, no matter yeah, what the yeah, fuck Yeah, he's, I- he's in this. Oh, yeah, he's in it. <laughs> he ain't dead. He ain't dead. I already hate the film now. I'm gonna, I'm literally going to watch it just for the spe- <laughs> just for the visual because the fact that it took them as long to die in the first one is one of the most frustrating parts of the whole film. So having him come back after all the shit that I just watched him go through and be alive, nah, bro. And watch, they'll be he'll be like fucking reformed or some stupid bullshit. He'll be like a good guy now. It's like, oh, you got me. You put me know, in an avatar. Maybe they you put, put me in an avatar, avatar body. body because I'm dead. But we're in an avatar body now. I'm gonna be one of the good guys. <laughs> and they'll st- the, his avatar, just to make sure you know it's him, will still have a fucking scar in the same place on the avatar's face. Just you like, oh, it's him. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, yeah, either way, it looks beautiful. It's probably going to be an amazing experience, but just, you know, maybe don't think about it too hard. Uh, okay, Mr. Black, hear me out, all right? I have a movie pitch for you. Are you ready? It's my elevator pitch for a movie. Okay. All right, you let me know if you're going to invest in my film or not, okay? All right. What if I said I've got a script? It's a neo-horror film, Okay. Starring Amy Adams, one of the greatest asses in Hollywood. Just going to toss it out there. Neo-horror, Amy Adams. That's my starting pitch. Still with me so far? 
Okay. Okay? All right. How about if we called this movie Night Bitch? In all caps, specifically. The title has to be in all caps. We can't have only N capital. It's all one word. Night Bitch. All right? And make it about a woman who is convinced she is turning into a dog. Are we making this film? No. (laughs) No, we're not. Sounds awful. Well, we might not be making the film, but somebody is, Mr. Black. That's a real film. Oh, wow. That's happening. Night Bitch, starring Amy Adams, the neo-horror film. Sounds awesome. Yep. (laughs) James Cameron came up with a new technology just for that film. Night Bitch. I cannot, I'm, I'm still mind fucked over that. That's the actual pitch for the film. Night Bitch. Fuck me. You know what I didn't need to get pitched on, though, to be okay with, Mr. Black? Dune 2, the movie itself, but also, Dune 2 has cast the great one true god of white man dancing, Christopher Walken, mm. who is going to be playing the Emperor in, uh, in the sequel. And because I couldn't resist it, I have it in the notes, I've got a fever! And the only prescription... It's more spice. Mm, I like it. And if they don't make a reference to that in the movie, even though it's a dead-ass serious movie, I'll be very disappointed. That's great. I can't remember the last time I saw Christopher Walken in a movie. So, uh, why not? Fuck it. And I hope he doesn't cover up, like, his, his very Christopher Walken speech pattern and shit. Just let, just be Christopher Walken in Dune. Fuck it. I think we'll get that. <laughs> give me, give me that. Give me that. Uh, Netflix is apparently exploring live streaming for the first time, Mr. Black, and I'm not talking about you and I going on and playing Fortnite poorly. Comedy specials, cast reunions, and other unscripted events are all being looked at for use in a live environment, so they want to enter that, like, live TV, you know, put a 30-second delay on in case Will Smith gets up on stage and slaps somebody, and call it a day. Uh, unscripted, quote-unquote, unscripted television uh fuck it sure okay sure why not why not what could go wrong surely nothing more than we see on live television in a usual uh in a usual setting why not on netflix you're already streaming shit anyway why not just put it on netflix um and finally Amid an absolute onslaught in the Depp vs. Heard trial, Amber announced that she is apparently released from her DC contract following her scenes in Aquaman 2 being, well, dramatically cut back. Uh, I guess she's still in the film to some degree at this point. It's just that they got rid of um, a number of her scenes. To what degree, we don't really know. We won't find out until we see the movie. Uh, but, uh, but there you go. She's apparently released from her contract and she tried uh, to fight to get I've, back on it. From what I've been hearing, um, that all, what she said in, in court was just all bullshit. Um, no, yeah. no. Say it ain't so. Amber committing perjury in this trial. Say it ain't yeah. so, Mr. Black. That couldn't possibly happen. Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, she wasn't. Her, her scenes weren't dramatically cut back. Um, you know, just, I guess, regular 
movie cuts and different things to bring the movie at a, a reasonable length um, was done, but not because her issues. Um, that this is what this is what I've been hearing in the in the trades anyway, and because uh, there was some people behind the scenes that was working on the film that uh, that basically confirmed or said like, yeah, this isn't this isn't true. Um, yeah, the, this this isn't you know they they used her a lot for promotional stuff, um, and still have been. Uh, so you know if they didn't want Amber Heard in the film. They could just remove her from the film. Um, they could just do reshoots. Uh, apparently, she didn't have a big role in this movie anyway. So, I don't know. Who knows, right? I mean, it would... Uh, you know what? As somebody who has been a degenerate watching this entire trial, it would not be the first time that she's said some bullshit. Uh, and so it wouldn't shock me if this was yeah. some more bullshit. So yeah. there you go. Uh, either way... It's not like her her acting chops are going to make Aquaman two any better. So it is. It Man, is what there it is. was there was a piece of movie news that I thought you would find interesting, and now I just can't. I just can't think of it. Um. God. Dang. Anyway, if it comes to me, I'll I'll tell you. Okay. But there was something that I think you would have enjoyed. Oh. Um that I heard about and now I just cannot remember what it is. Now it has nothing to do with Nicolas Cage. There was um, a although film I, although I haven't seen the Nick Cage movie yet. Um as soon as it's available to stream, I'm not going to go to the theater and watch it. But no, as soon as it's, it's not really worth it. Then I'll go check it out. Yeah. She-Hulk was a thing and the only thing people are complaining about there other than the animation being kind of shit for a 200 million dollar budget is the usual bickering uh, bunch of comic book nerds versus uh, social justice warriors complaining over which version of, of She-Hulk we're getting, the super jacked one or the the skinny sexy one, which I guess they went for the latter uh, in the She-Hulk thing um, instead of hiring some girl that's juiced out of her mind, I guess. I did hear um, rumor is is that The Rock... Um, this isn't the piece of news that I was talking okay. about, but um, that The Rock uh, was or is, we don't know if this is true or not, but this is the rumor that's been going around, was or is in talks to replace Will Smith as the genie in Aladdin. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, you know what, though? Fucking why not? Really? I mean, I can, I mean, I can see it. I can it. see it. I can, I can see, see it. it. You know, he sings, he's... In fact, you know, I could make an argument that he would have been a better choice from the jump. He might he might have been. He might have been. I mean, Will Smith is like really I don't know. I guess he's charismatic, but so is The Rock. The you Rock know. is definitely more charismatic for that type of role, yeah. I think, than Will. Yeah. But I could yeah. see it. I, I could see it too, but the only thing that I don't see is The Rock taking it because it isn't his. You know, The Rock right, he likes take it to be his. as a guy that yeah. takes a role like a almost like a backup or like a second choice and one that he can't just make his own. Um, that's the only reason why I don't that's think true. it'll go through, but I can definitely see it. And I mean, if they pay him a shit ton of money, maybe he does it, you know? 
That is that is yeah that that is true. But I I, I could see the Rock more easily as as the the genie than uh, than Will. And honestly, you could have told me that Helen Mirren was going to be the genie, and I would have been like, yeah, okay, because to, in my mind, nobody is Robin Williams, so it doesn't really matter who you plug in as genie now. The genie's not the show anymore yeah. in Aladdin. It's whoever is playing Aladdin uh, is the show because nobody can possibly if you if you grew up watching Aladdin and saw Rob Williams play Aladdin or not play Aladdin play the genie. Anyone else is just not. It's gonna be just. It's never. It's never gonna hit like, ever. It doesn't matter who's in the role. So yeah, uh, yeah that yeah whoever <laughs> whoever. I did see that. Uh, I guess Knives Out um two is going to be theater exclusive for 45 days yeah i i i was just hearing something about that um i just saw this yesterday or something in a tweet yeah or something like I, that. I i just saw the headline today but yeah it's going to be a theatrical release for a short period of time before it goes on netflix mm. and uh yeah and it's pr- they're probably doing that because so they can recoup some of their money because they're paying Daniel Craig, $50 million. I was, was going to say, they're doing this because they're paying Daniel Craig $50 million. And they're also dude. paying Ryan Johnson $50 million as well. So they're both getting $50 million a piece. So before so, they even press start yeah. uh, or record, they're already $100 million deep. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine they're going to release that so that, you know, it'll probably make a couple hundred million bucks. It might even do a little bit better than that because the first one was really well-received. Yes, um, it was kind of like so, a sleeper, despite the cast that was in it. Yeah. Like, it just came out, right? It was, no, like it was not something movie. people were in. It was a it good was movie. It was different, too. Like, yeah. it was just a nice change of pace. So, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I'll go check it out. Uh, I did see, in relation to Ryan Johnson, uh, his, and because of, of his involvement in doing uh, Knives Out, that, uh, that his supposed Star Wars trilogy is put on hold at the, for the time being. Yes. Well, what I heard is um, Kevin Feige is working on a Star Wars trilogy. Um, oh, good. We have two trilogies possibly in the works. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same one or a different one, but uh, yeah. Um, apparently, we're going to hear, I think, Star Wars Celebration is like soon. Might okay. I think next week, maybe. Okay. Uh, Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, Thursday, May 26th. So I'm sure we're going to get a bunch of announcements and different shit then incredible that's it amazing well mr black unless yeah, there's been something else that. yeah I, I still can't think of that that other thing there was a piece of movie news that i thought you'd think would be interesting and it'll come to me probably in the next segment well we'll figure it out at some point uh but yeah that means it's time to move on to tech support patreon.com slash lag tv is the place to go if you want to financially support this podcast and you should so go on over there ten dollars or more a month will get you a number of things including the ability to ask us questions each and every week in a post i put up on the patreon account called tech support uh and you get to ask us questions and we get to give you answers at least as many of them as we can in the time that we have uh, Mark Furry asks, uh, Adam, say it's 2025, baby is due any time now, what's the one thing, <laughs> fuck, don't you'll give me a heart attack, uh, do any time, what's the one thing that M could ask for in the house that it immediately drive you nuts? I'm guessing HVAC changes. Well, she wouldn't even know to ask for HVAC changes, but, um, I'm gonna be real. 
Uh, I don't want to hear anything about the interior for this house for at least a decade. Damn. Not a long time. I don't, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear about like, I mean, the, the highest point would be, we're going to paint a wall? Like, yeah, okay, we paint a wall. We can do that. You got to paint the baby's room. The floor ain't changing. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the baby's room be painted, but the floor ain't changing. There's, there, there's no, there's no major, I mean, thankfully it's not many walls to knock down at this point anyway. There's, there's no major massive change. Exterior of the house now. Okay. All right. We got some land, we got lots of landscaping to do and shit. Sure. But inside, after all this, PTSD. Don't, don't ask me to do too much. But I, I, like, I, I would suspect that it's unlikely that there'd be any changes anyway, because everything is, is being set up to make this a long-term rental in the future anyway. So we're not going to be like, we're, we're straddling the line between making it home for the next five to seven years while also not going so ham in, in, in the direction of customizing the fuck out of it. Uh, because, you know, ultimately we're going to be renting, uh, uh, this, uh, this apartment, so to speak, uh, in the, uh, in the future. So yeah, I've just, but yeah, HVAC would be bad. I don't, I definitely don't want to, no, no, thank you. If I ever do HVAC again in, in another house, it will be in a house with a roof with a much higher pitch than the one that we have currently. Cause that was definitely the, the pain in the ass. Um, mm, Logan asks, would you prefer living in the mountains or in a large city? City. It depends on what I have to do for work. I just wouldn't want to live in the fucking mountains. Uh, I just, uh, as much as I like peace and tranquility, I do believe that there's too, you can have too much of that. You can just be mm. too far away. Mm. Um, unless there's like a small village with like shit that's like a 15, 20 minute drive, something I consider, but I don't know. I just feel too. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say I want to be mountain man, where I'm in like Patagonia, in like the middle of nowhere, by myself with like my my wife and child, and there's nobody for like 300 fucking kilometers in every direction. Uh, but you know, do I prefer living in a large city versus somewhere where it's a little bit more quiet and I've got a little bit more space almost every time? Um. Mark Furry asks, with a follow-up, you can get one game released right now, but it's uh, No Man's Sky Launchpad. It'll get the same improvement trajectory, but only if you play it every day. What game is it? Shit. Uh, hey, so ask the question again. So you can get one game released right now. Mm-hmm. You can skip all the rest of it, but it's, la- but it's as bad as No Man's Sky was at launch. However, it will also get the same improvement trajectory, meaning, you know, the, just how Hello Games has been updating things uh, at the speed in which they have. Uh, but only if you play it every day for an indeterminate amount of time. He didn't say how much time. What game Grand would Theft you Auto like 6. to see? There you go. I had no, that was easy. Uh, Elder Scrolls 6. Um... Xenon asks, if you were to be an elementary school teacher, what subject would you like to teach? Mm. Um. I'm going to go math. Oh. I could say English, but I'm going to go math. Either one of them are, are good. Uh, like uh, Math because 
and I think we talked about this to varying degrees, it, it, you know, through various questions in the past, but math is like one of those things that if you have a shitty teacher really early on in life, elementary, um, or junior high or whatever, you, the student immediately hates math and math is a, is a pretty important and foundational thing you know not everyone needs to be able to do advanced fucking calculus but there is a level of math that you carry out into life when you're doing things like um understanding how a mortgage works and amortization and things of that nature where you need to have some level of math competency to truly be able to understand it uh, and operate within the world without just putting your faith in everyone else that you're working with like you go to a bank and you're they're you know you're doing like it's a financial advisor, for example, and, and maybe you're setting up a retirement plan or you're, or you're setting up some sort of investment strategy. Uh, and they're going to be, you know, many of them will be throwing a lot of shit at you. And if you don't really have a decent foundation of math, it can be overwhelming. And maybe you're just literally just flying by the seat of your pants and just be like, you know what, just fucking whatever. And I'm sure lots of people do this. Whatever you think, just just what, I'm going to give you this many dollars a month, just do, do whatever. And that's, you know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that per se, but it's nice to be able to operate within the world with a, you know, foundational math uh, that not everyone gets. And I think the majority of it for math is because people just get bad math teachers early and kids get frustrated. And if you miss, if you have one bad teacher and like, let's say grade four, you're learning long division. Uh, or 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 you're doing multiplication in grade three is what we did here, uh, learning multiplication tables, and you f- get that fucked, and you go into grade four. Math is math is progressive, so you need to have the shit that happened in grade three pretty down, because when you move on in the next grade, you don't get to like fucking go over everything you did the year before. You're just you you keep going, and you miss one step, and you're just permanently behind the ball like the whole way and it gets very frustrating and eventually kids just give up so i'd say probably math uh for that reason just to try and be a less you know just to be to try to be the least shitty math teacher i could i could be <laughs> for for elementary school and i think english for similar reasons i guess i think you'd probably go for something like english yeah probably not um no? I'd, I'd probably go with like um i'm gonna go with uh drama ah something arts Elementary school drama, that's like a grade six thing. That's like the right before yeah. you get kicked out of elementary school, you're finally doing the fun shit. Yeah, why not? I think it'd be I think it'd be fun. That's true. That's a good choice. Um uh, Danish asks, Adam, any plans for pets when you move into the new place? And Mr. Black, any pet updates? Um pet updates? Yeah, I, don't, I, I have no idea what he means by that. I, I, I'm not getting any more pets. I mean, I still have Thor and Milo. Um, that's they're enough to handle right now. Has enough, Thor brought yeah. any ticks into the house yet? No, no, he gets his tick. Um, we we give him his tick. Uh, mm. stuff. Well, oftentimes what happens like our, our next door neighbor, for example, their dog will go out and come back in, and he, they have the stuff. But the the problem is, is that the ticks are jumping off of the dog. Not biting, yeah. but jumping off the dog in once the dog is in the house. Yeah, but we always we always check Thor before we bring him in. So, right. and if he's in our backyard, he de- there's no grass or anything. It's just pretty that's much true. Deck yeah, it's just stuff, deck. Right? Yeah, that's true. So when we yeah, let him true. go, he's go. But when we when we take him on a walk or we let him in the front yard, then uh, yeah, we always check, check him, him over. before we bring him in the house. Yeah, yeah, because t- ticks are fucking horrible this year. Oh yeah, they're, they're bad yeah. everywhere. 
my neighbor's brother already got Lyme this year, Lyme disease, because uh, oh. their their cat brought uh, brought one into the house. And again, the cat had the shots, and so the tick jumped off the cat, but in the house. Uh, and you know, you can comb through an animal, but like if you got an animal with thick thick hair, sometimes you're gonna miss. Yeah, fucking tick, and and yeah, it's just a just a brutal thing. He caught it early. He was on antibiotics, so he's okay. But yeah, it's it's real bad out there. Uh, so if you're if you're in Nova Scotia, you're going for fucking hikes and shit. Swim in DEET, bathe in it, fill your bathtub up with DEET and dip uh, before you hit out in the woods, and and do what I do, which is uh, get you know long pants even if it's hot outside, and tuck them into your socks. So they can't crawl up your fucking paint leg. Because the first place a tick will go is looking for warm and moist areas. And if you're a dude, guess where they're going? Right where you don't want a tick. Mm. <laughs> Which is anywhere, really. But for a dude, you really don't want them to go there. Women, too, I suppose, would be a pretty terrible experience. Um, but as far as, like, pets, uh, for us when we move, we do want to have, uh, uh, you know, M wants to have a dog at some point. She'd also, she's also open to, uh, to a cat. Uh, I don't know if it will happen when we're over there, um, but um, we both want to have a dog or a cat or something like that. We would want to have a pet. We just don't know what and, and when yet. She is partial to the uh, the the poodle crossovers, uh, the doodles, uh, and I am too because they're they're great. They have great. They tend to have great temperaments and they're and they're hypoallergenic because they get it from the uh, the poodle side uh, of things. Um. Another animal question. Hey, Dan, if animals could talk, what animal would be the biggest asshole? Cat, guaranteed. 100%. Yeah. Cats be savage as fuck. Cats, yeah. Un- unquestioned. Yeah. Unquestionable. The cats. Oh, yeah. If I if I could hear what Max was thinking <laughs> most of the time, Ma- bro. Max would just be salty as fuck 24 hours a day. Oh, man, that cat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Yano asks if you could if you could uh, terraform any planet in the solar system in one year, uh, which planet would that be? Well, the gas plants are immediately out of the fucking question because you can't terraform a fucking gas planet. At least I'm gonna go with Mars. Not usefully, yeah, Mars sounds good a plan because like we can go there like in the near yeah. future. I would imagine, right? So like could probably go there now. To be honest, it's just like uh... you're just not coming back. You're just not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can send you there, but it's a one-way ticket. Yeah, I would, I would agree. That or, like, one of Jupiter's moons, maybe, instead of a planet. Sounds like a good idea to me. Um. Oh, Dr. Samurai said, According to my wife, Colby and Madeline from The Ultimatum are married and have a kid. How do you feel about this? <laughs> Really? Oh, I knew that. Oh, I knew that. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean. Congratulations. I Dude, I, I, uh, we, we're still watching trashy TV now. Like every night we watch an episode or two. Right now we're, we're binge watching <laughs> X on the beach. So that's, that's what we're, that's what we've been watching. Uh, um, bro, you're reaching, you're reaching levels of trashy TV that I've not even heard the title of the yeah. fucking show before. You know the 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 host is um is Romeo. You know little no, Romeo. No, come on, really? Yeah, yeah. That's like a low it, point in his career. Holy I, shit! I like it when he says elimination. He's like he's like yeah. One of you guys is gonna is gonna or tonight there's gonna be an elimination. 
That's what. That's how he said it. They're gonna be. There's gonna be an elimination. Oh my god! All right. Yeah, show's Wait, pretty bad. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, if I'm gonna be honest, it sounds yeah. sounds terrible. Um, uh, but last night, Temptation Island season finale, oh, I do believe, fuck. was on. So we're watching that tonight. Oh shit! It's gonna be a good time. <laughs> uh. Dr. Samurai, is there a research experiment that you would like to run on Twitch? No. 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 They do no. a good enough job of being their own science experiment on a daily basis. I can't think of anything. Uh, you know, you know, well, okay. Um. Uh, research experiment on Twitch would be uh actually sending out turning on notifications for everyone and sending out emails. And see mm-hmm. what the numbers are for people. Instead of when you log in, you go on your, dash- your creator dashboard and you discover that sometime Twitch turned off everyone's notifications. And so your notification is something like 7 or 8 or 9% of your entire yes. following is not getting notified. It's not a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm going to save that one for last. Uh... Yano, let's say there's one adult life task that you don't want to do or and wouldn't have to do anymore. Which one would you like that to be? Taxes. Huh. And I, and I don't mean my own taxes as in sitting down and like having to like do them, but even to prepare all of the shit. Even if it's not difficult, it's the most tedious fucking thing. And I'm even organized about it and I still hate it. I, like, I, it just drives me nuts. I, like, I, so, yeah, probably, probably that. Um. Jeez. An adult thing that I would like to eliminate? Hmm. Shit. I mean, I can't really cheat and say, like, pay bills. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, yeah. Bernie Sanders is jacking off to that comment right now. Um, I would say... <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll say shoveling. Hmm. At you least know, you just, have a paved driveway like, now. N- not yet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's coming. That's yeah, coming. I'll be here in the next two weeks. Yeah, shoveling is, is definitely no no fun. Uh, Do I plan on having an EV? I don't. Um, I was going to get, I mean, I ordered the uh, the Cybertruck like years ago. and uh, <laughs> when they first put those up. It's, uh, you know, it's nowhere near, but yeah, I'm not, uh, I mean, I, I'm seeing more and more EV these days. But <laughs> There's I still so think, many like Tesla Model E's yeah, on the fucking road here right there's now. There's a lot, yeah. I still think I'm probably... Five to seven years away before I would consider getting one. It would be like for the next family car. I'm not going to go and buy an EV for the sake of buying an own, EV. Yeah, driving pleasure because I like noise and engines. But there's definitely a there's definitely a use case for one for a family vehicle. Um, I I will not deny that, but. I'm also not going to run out and buy another car to like save money on gas or something because you're, mm. you're just going to spend a shit ton up front anyway. So, 
Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the, and that's the problem. We talked about this on the stream, on my stream here a week or week or two ago. Somebody asked me if you know with gas prices and stuff, you know, if I if I had considered when I before I put my Rav over for financing after the lease ended, if I had considered doing a, an electric vehicle. And I said, well, the reality is, is that is that I would have to basically increase the amount of driving I do to offset the gas savings to make up for the differential in the cost of the vehicle. So like for for me, the the category of car that I'm in the market for is uh under $45,000 and and ideally between 35 and 40 grand is where my market of car is. So if you plant uh the lowest end of EV right now in Canada is on the highest end of that scale um then you're looking at you're looking at five you know, for you're looking at five years of of a lot of driving to pay off the differential in in cost between going with a standard vehicle or even a hybrid versus a uh, uh an electric vehicle so like for me you know if i'm driving more than 30 kilometers five days a week that's rare like that's pretty much where my pocket is and that's the vast majority of people around here for example like unless unless your job is on the road specifically all the time very few people are going more than let's say 50 kilometers a day you know to and from work stopping a grocery store on the way home shit like that and so the you know my my rav will do just shy of 700 kilometers on a tank of gas so you can do that you do the math and you and it just doesn't make sense like you might maybe you break even after five years but at that point like why are you why are you paying a price premium to to break even for driving your yeah. car harder for five years yeah like it makes sense if you're in the market for a new vehicle like you're ready to you know but to go out of your way to like sell your current car and to... if you're in the market for a vehicle at that price point right yeah so like if you're looking at a civic 20 grand Oh, and then well, you like a model yeah. e is like 35 45,000 yeah, yeah. well then no it just doesn't make not, any sense yeah it doesn't make any sense yeah and so that's still the the problem is is availability and and whatnot um and so yeah that's yeah not not so much um <clears throat> Cold Deer asks if space exploration was readily available like no man's sky would you as a younger version of yourself have the ambition to go out into the galaxy and make your fortune in the galaxy uh, uh, that instead of everything that you've, uh, have, uh, and ha or had and have now. So would you trade everything you have now if there was space exploration like No Man's Sky to go out and try and make your fortune no. amongst the stars? No. I'd be dead in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna just be honest. You send me out on a spaceship and I'm, I'm, I'm system hopping to try and make my money? Pirates no, kill me in a week. Yeah. I'm dead. Uh all right, we got let's see not very many here. Uh Oh, I wonder if this is what you were referring to. I don't know, maybe not. Uh, cuz I I don't remember hearing about this at least it's not jogging my memory. Uh, Blue asks, am I forgetting tech, uh, tech Alpha talking about Dennis Villeneuve uh, to directing Rendezvous with Rama? 
Uh, I feel like this is something Adam would be pumped for. I don't remember hearing about that. If Rendezvous with Rama is going to be converted into a series or a movie, that's fucking amazing. Uh, hopefully it would turn out to be great. If you don't know what Rama is, it was the um, science fiction space uh, novels written by uh, Sir Arthur C. Clarke, arguably, you know, some people might say the greatest science fiction writer of all time if it wasn't for Dune. Um, yeah, I don't remember hearing about that, but sure, okay, yes, fire. I'm, I'm sold. Hopefully it turns out to be good. Sure. Um... God, Rama, if, man, if Rama was treated with the same respect as, like, something like, um, um, Interstellar, oh my god, it'd be incredible. Um, last one, Mr. Black. Okay. Comes in from Nick Winters. Says, Mr. Maximus Black, hit me up with the sound of Johnny Depp finding the gift Amber Heard left for him in his bed. Oh, uh... <laughs> Um, she, uh, that's a, that's a shit on my bed. (laughs) This bitch shit on my bed. This bitch shit on my bed. I don't know what else to say. It's just, but I, I don't, I can't do a Johnny Depp, but uh, I'm sure that's probably his reaction. How do you even react to that? You walk in, you just see somebody's actually shit on your bed, and you're like, man, really? I mean, it'd be so absurd. That would be my reaction, just like, this bitch. Yeah. Shat on my bed. What the fuck? And on that amazing note, at first when you started this, it kind of sounded like you were channeling Sean Connery there a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you remember it? Sean Connery just triggered you? My goodness. Okay. Um... All right, live podcast. This, this, back. This, this wasn't actually what I was thinking about, but oh, okay. All right, it something is something else, that just was brought to mind. Um, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is getting a remake. What is being, being redone? Okay, uh, and uh, I don't think Who's, Sean Connery's in. I don't think well, Sean, well, I don't, Sean Connery I don't think is they, yeah. super dead, so that yeah. would be difficult. Is he actually? Did he die? I'm I'm almost positive. Maybe he if, did. If, <laughs> Sean Connery. I think he did, actually. Yeah, he, a long time ago. Yeah, bro. He, wow. he'd been gone. Dang. He did that interview where he talked about how it was okay to slap women in the mouth and then died. Oh, I remember that. Yes, <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he did. The well, there you go. Do we, do we have any news of who's supposed to be in it? Or no, who's directing it or anything? Just that it's no. been greenlit or something? It's greenlit, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, fuck it. You know, why not? I'm, I'm like, oh, but you know what I think of? I just think of like the Kingsman. So like, how do you do a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen without it just turning into the Kingsman? That's true. We'll see. We'll find out. Especially like, because it sounds like something that they'd start hiring people that were on the Kingsman, which maybe they should avoid doing that. That would be because now you really are just making the Kingsman. So yeah, we'll find out. Uh, we'll find out what happened there. Uh, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for stopping by. Once again, patreon.com slash lag TV, L-A-G-T-V, uh, to, uh, to help us there financially support this podcast, get to ask us questions and all the stuff that comes with. And until we see you guys next week, thank you once again. Stay safe out there. Peace. Peace.